So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. You can't hear me, can you? How about now? Can you hear me now? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Bible News Radio. As you know, I am your sweet and lovable host. Yeah, I am. A couple of people tell me I look like Bette Midler. I'm not sure that is accurate, just so you know, people. But (sighs) I hope that you have some time to spend with us today, because today we're going to talk about a number of different things, including these 11 kids that were arrested recently for being Christians, which, you know, you might not think that that happens in the world, but, but it does, just so you know. So do me a favor, and if you can, share this out on whatever platform you're on, and uh, we will get started momentarily. If you're on Facebook, I want to say hi to you. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to see if I can see over there. And I'm going to try to hold out for the whole hour, people. If for some reason, you know, I feel tuckered out, then I'm going to stop the show early, just so you know, because because uh, I have a cold. <laughs> and you can probably tell, right? <laughs> hey, Rachel. Bill. How you doing, Bill? Melanie. Let's see who else is here. Wanda. Jonathan. Hello. Got some sex bots here. All right. What would Periscope be without those annoying bots and trolls? All right. I'm going to open the show, though. I literally just got off the phone with my attorney law firm like five minutes ago. I'm going to tell you why I called them today. Because it may help you. Okay, hold on a second. And of course, I always have to thank my ha- my handsome husband, Bareface, who actually runs the show, really. I mean, yes, I might be the witty face of Bible News Radio, <laughs> but that there, over there... <laughs> I am the... <laughs> I am the dull backside. No, um, no you're I'm not. I'm just trying to come up with whatever the... The opposite? The opposite or antithesis yeah. of what he, uh, host would be. <sighs> My shirt is looking very orange in here. I think I need to adjust the, uh, exposure on the camera. All right. Thank you. Thank Good night. You. Yep. Okay. Beat me to it. <laughs> All right. Hey. All right. So, <clears throat> my hair. There we go. I love your videos. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. All right, so here's, here's, uh, I'm gonna, I never know how to start, so I just will start the way that I start. I'm not like CBS, NBC, Fox, CBN. I don't have a teleprompter. <laughs> my brain is my teleprompter, people. Yeah, it is. <laughs> In my mind, I got stuff going through my head. Uh, all right, so here's, uh, there's a couple of things I want to, I, I gotta, I gotta talk about. 
And and I vented about this this morning, and I'm going to share um, a thing today, okay? Um, I'm, I'm just going to share really from my heart. Don't get, don't please, you know, if you want to be mad at me, go ahead. I, you know, I don't like it when people are mad at me, but, <laughs> you know, anyway. Okay. So here's the first thing. The first thing is there's two things. Okay. The first thing is if you're not on my text message list, then join it. Okay. Text Bible news to three, three, two, two, two. Say it with me. Text the term Bible news to three, three, two, two, two. So we got two threes and three twos. Okay. There we go. So text the term Bible news to three, three, two, 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 right there. Get on my text message list. That way, you know, when we're doing stuff. Okay. And I am going to be doing another giveaway at some point, probably, probably by the end of the week, I'm going to do another giveaway. Uh, so get on there, become part of my, my text message team. I try to send out a message in the morning of scripture and then uh, right before the show kind of remind you that, hey, we're going on, okay? The second thing is my get slugged acronym thing that I do in the morning. I'm going to start doing that on YouTube after this show. Uh, I decided, you know, I'm, I got too much stuff going on in the morning. I'm on calls early and um, and I'm, I'm just going to, I'm moving that to YouTube, okay? So after the show, not starting today because I don't want to do it today. I want to start probably next week um, so I can get over this cold. I'll be doing a short 15 minutes or less on YouTube with the devotional using the slugged acronym, which is actually a really great thing. I'm, I'm putting together a, um, a handout so it can be a journal that you can actually use on a weekly basis with the slugged acronym. Um, it's pretty cool. Actually, I came up with it and I've been using it now for three months and it's really helped me in my development and stuff. So just know that the slugged thing, things over on um, Periscope's going away and we're going to do it over on YouTube instead. So if you're not on my YouTube channel yet, go over there. It's youtube.com forward slash Bible News Radio. Just subscribe and um, and all that. <laughs> Okay, now, before the show, I literally, you guys know I'm a member of Legal Shield. I am a member, and I'm also an associate of Legal Shield. And I just want to share with you, I actually just got off the law, off a call for, you know, I was talking to the attorney at my law firm here in Tennessee, uh, because, you know, I take care of my dad, and I don't know how many of you have elderly parents that you take care of, but... Taking care of an elderly parent is is emotionally draining, first of all, and it's extremely time consuming. Um, you know, and I'm, I <laughs> and I'm pretty much the one that does everything. I do his laundry. You know, I pay all the bills. I take him to all his doctor's appointments. It's it's white on the other side, by the way, in case you yeah, didn't know yeah. that. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I do everything. It's like taking care of an adult child that needs help. Cause I mean, it really essentially, that's what my dad is at this point. He's 90. He can't take care of himself. Um, I've been having some, you know, struggles with where he is and it doesn't matter where he is, but what matters is that, um, for those of you who are in the same boat as me, and probably some of you are, because I actually know some of you are. <laughs> You're in a worse situation than me. I'm actually dealing with this at a lot younger age than most people, because my dad's 90. You know, usually people in their 60s and 70s are dealing with this. I, I mean, I was in my 40s when I started taking care of my dad. Okay. Well, I had this thing happen 
where my dad's been, you know, he's, he's been wetting himself for a long time and it's part of dementia. It's part of Parkinson's. And, you know, he has, you know, he has accidents. He wears Depends, but, you know, he doesn't feel when he's wet. So, you know, he gets really wet. It soaks through his bed and he's been using creative ways to keep his sheet dry. And anyway, to make a long story short, um, we recently got him some of these disposable pads that you can put on top of a on top of a sheet so that it helps with with all that stuff right I mean this is the joy of being a caregiver <laughs> I I go and I I uh, talk to the head nurse where he's at and the director of the place and you know they suggest this this and this and I go okay I'm gonna go get this I'm spending money on this stuff although the first ones I didn't spend any money on <sighs> they're left over from da um, Randall's dad dad's care but anyway long story short I go over today and I was there last week and the nurses or whoever decide to go ahead and put um these disposable pads it's kind of like a puppy pad how many of you had a puppy you know you're trying to teach your dog to potty train it's like a puppy pad but it's one for people <laughs> I go over to his place today and instead of having these pads on his bed, on the top, on the sheet, they are underneath his sheet, covered up by the by the sheet. Oh, the fitted sheet. The fitted sheet, which already has urine stains all over it in the first place, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm seriously like going, what knucklehead, you know, numbskull is so dumb and i mean that literally you gotta be so stupid that you actually put that under a sheet <laughs> like how is that supposed to be helpful you pee on the sheet and then it goes through i mean it's insane it is completely insane so i am um, i'm thinking to myself all right look <laughs> i have an attorney law firm i can talk to about this because i'm not getting services i'm paying for here in fact i'm getting you know, ridiculous things like this. And it, it really, really, really irritates me. And anyway, so I called them up and they gave me some steps to take. In fact, I learned a couple of things. I learned that in the state of Tennessee, uh, they actually have patient care advocates um, at the facility. And they also have, um, you know, they also have the health department that you can contact. And anyway, there's a chain of command that if if the assisted living that you're living in or your 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 um you know your your parent or whoever is living in you know you actually have the power to do this and in today's day and age just so you guys know and this is what the attorney told me she said document everything every time you go in take pictures you know take a video so we have it <laughs> you know the other thing is and my dad I don't know why but you know he's not throwing his underwear in the hamper or in the in the in the in the trash can. He's throwing it on the floor, or he's putting it on his night table. <laughs> but housekeeping are they going and looking around his room and taking it and putting it in the trash? Apparently not, because the last three times I've gone, I found it. Anyway, so you know it might seem like a a small thing or like oh why are you complaining about that it's so typical but you know what when you're paying four thousand dollars a month to a facility to take care of your parent or your grandpa or your mom or your dad 
Just saying, 4,000 bucks, people. That's not chump change. And that's on the low end of healthcare in these facilities. So just saying. So thank God for Legal Shield because now I know some stuff I didn't know. And at some point, uh, you know, if I have to, I will get them involved. But here's the thing also. Legal Shield can help you with so much more than that. Um, and I have a gazillion stories I could tell you. But for for now, let me just say uh, tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time, if you're interested in learning how you can become a member of Legal Shield and sell Legal Shield like I do, uh, then join me on a call at 7 p.m. All you got to do is contact me directly and I'll give you the link uh, for the for the meeting tonight. You can, you can get involved in that, okay? Because um, it's a great... It's a great service, and I could tell you probably at least 20 stories at this point of friends I know, stories I've heard, how people use this, even though they don't think they'll ever need a lawyer. There's reasons, you know, that phone call I made today, it could have cost me a couple hundred bucks if I picked up a phone and called an attorney. It didn't cost me anything because it's part of my membership. If I want to talk to him tomorrow, I can call him tomorrow because <laughs> it's part of my membership. So anyway, if you check out my page to it uh, at uh, bit.ly forward slash uh, LOJ 2019, you can go there. You can contact me directly, like ask for info. I can get in touch with you. I can tell you more about that. And also identity theft protection, which I will be covering a little bit more later in the week. All right. So anyway, um, all right. So here's the other thing I want to tell you. 11 Christian children were arrested in a violent raid as China increases persecution. Now, those of you guys may know or may not know that I wrote the persecution blog for Voice of the Martyrs for uh, eight years. And, um, and China is a communist country. They have one of the world's largest underground churches. Hi from Pakistan. Hey, Pastor. Nice to see you. Um, and, um, and the Christians in, in uh, China, they actually have... Um, these underground churches and they will not let you in an underground church unless you, a lot of them, uh, unless you actually prove that you're a real believer, uh, and actually go to prison for your faith, uh, because they have people that will actually come in and they'll try to infiltrate these places and then they'll, you know, they'll kill you and stuff like that. So it's not, it's not an understatement. It actually is real happens all the time. So listen to this. It says, this is from CBN News. China's crackdown on Christians and their churches is intensifying as officials have targeted yet another church with a major arrest that included nearly a dozen children. For more than a decade, international observers have predicted China would eventually become the world's largest Christian nation. That's actually true. Evangelical leader and former presidential candidate Gary Bauer believes that growth is is behind the increased persecution campaign by President, I don't know how to say that, whatever, whatever his name is, uh, and other government officials. Last weekend, nearly 50 members of the early Rain Covenant Church, including 11 children, were arrested in the city of Chengdu, Public Security Bureau agents closed the church last December and arrested Pastor Wang Yi and 160 Christians. This time, the church reports at least two of its members were violently beaten, which is, un, you know, it's not an uncommon thing, unfortunately. Early Rain Covenant Church posted this update on Facebook. By 8 p.m., Last night, 44 members had been arrested during the 224 Sabbath raids. Of those arrested, 11 were children. The youngest to be detained and taken to the police station was a little more than two months old. 
Tang Chu Lang and his wife were hit in the face by a plainclothes police officer at the police station. By the way, that's not uncommon too, in case you didn't know that. The police in these communist countries often beat up the Christians, even when they're arresting them, they'll beat them up and they'll do stuff to them. Um, you know, I mean, they're abusive. It's, it's totally sad. Uh, Tang Chun Lang and his wife were hit in the face by a plainclothes police officer at the police station. Some, including children, did not eat anything. Some were not released until 2 a.m. Tired children slept on ice-cold tables and floors. Others were not released until 6 a.m. At the moment, we have confirmed that at least 11 people have been placed in administrative detention. They continued. Some 60 million Christians live in China, with most worshiping in underground house churches. Bauer believes the communist regime is nervous that Christian ethics could lead to a challenge in government authority since becoming president. I don't know how to say that. You know how to say that? I would guess uh, Xi Jinping. Okay, what you said. Has taken a tougher approach against Christianity than his predecessor. The ruling Communist Party has initiated a five-year plan to make Christianity more reflective of its socialist values, uh, while also incorporating Buddhist and Confucian teachings. The control includes state approval for churches, surveillance, and limits on sermon topics. In other words, it's the three-self church, which is actually the main church in China, in case you didn't know that. And the the three-self church actually is... (laughs) The the three selves are the self di- self funded, uh, self directed, and I forget the other self. The idea is that they didn't want any any um, anyway participation, <clears throat> any uh, interference from anyone outside of China uh, to be involved in any of the churches there. That well, way, to make sure that they were in control of it. Basically. Right, and they don't allow the gospel to be preached. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bibles that are in the C- Three Self Church are actually put there by the government, and they have specific um, stamps inside them. They have to be approved. The irony of it all. And the irony of it all is that Amityville Press, which is the largest Bible printer in the world, is in China. <laughs> and yet, people like the Voice of the Martyrs and others have programs like Bibles Underbound, where you can actually or Bibles Unbound, rather, where you can actually, you know, pay to get Bibles smuggled into the underground church in China, um, which is the irony. Don't you you see the irony there? The irony of it all um, and all that. But the Three Self Church basically is a state-run church. Basically, they say what the pastor can say and do. And, um, you know, and if you're a part of it, then then you're monitored and all that. But anyway. Yeah, self-governance, self-support, and self-propagation. It's ridiculous. Which means, again, it's, you know, they say that is, you know, they named it as if it's a positive thing, but it basically means no interference from anyone outside so that we can keep this under wraps. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, the article goes on to say, that oversight has led a majority of Christians to move toward underground worship. The government response has been brutal, resulting in church burning, seized property, hundreds of arrests, and confiscated Bibles. Other efforts have included a ban on online Bible sales and a demand that Christian icons be replaced with pictures of Chairman Miao Zedog or whatever. And Representative Chris Smith 
uh, has accused China of taking a hammer and a sickle to the cross, which they have done, actually. As a member of the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, I've heard horrifying stories of what the Chinese government is doing to the Christians they imprison, Bauer writes in the Washington Examiner. For decades, China tried to control the population by limiting couples to one child. Remember, they have that horrific one-child policy where they were basically aborting children. Uh, those who became pregnant with a second child were often fined or forced to have abortions. Because of a cultural preference for boys, Chinese parents would often abort the baby girls. Um, the result is that today there are some 100 million Chinese men who can't find wives. You know, I guess they didn't think it through. <laughs> But now Chinese men are being told that if they join the Communist Party, they can go to the internment camps to pick out Christian women as a wife. This is the perverse result of a government that tries to control the most basic human rights of its citizens, the freedom of religion, and the freedom to assemble. Beijing is not dumb. It knows that the greatest threat to its grip on power is a compelling, competing message that exposes the empty promises of communism. Christianity preaches peace and the basic dignity and worth of all human beings, while communism seeks total control and prizes obedience to the state that leaves no room for God, said Bauer, who is also president of American Values. You know, the irony for me that I see in this, the irony to me is that you have this happening to real believers in China, but in America where we have the freedom to actually worship the one true living God. We don't have to worship Donald Trump or Mike Pence or any of the other world leaders or this, the government leaders. We don't have to do that, right? We're not being controlled by them, even though, you know, the liberals like to claim they are. <clears throat> the church in America is dumbed down, entertainment filled, practicing, you know, with a lot of wolves in sheep clothing, you know, at the top. And we're frozen, it looks like. Am I unfrozen yet? Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I'm going to refresh here on Periscope because it shows that I'm frozen. Your video is frozen. The audio was not. And now I'm back. Well, I don't know if I'm back or not. Well, anyway, hopefully I'm not unfrozen or frozen. <laughs> Part of the frozen chosen. <laughs> That's supposed to be funny anyway. Uh, I got to sneeze. Uh, hold on a minute. Uh, I would hole. not... I personally would never give money to the Voice of the Martyrs, Kim, if you're still watching. I would never give money to them, and I'll tell you why. Sorry. And while she's doing that, I was going to say, you know, going okay. back to the one-child policy, uh, that was all about total control, because they didn't want the population uh, getting out of hand, because when the population becomes a formidable force, it's not like they didn't have the resources, and, and you know, we've got to keep the population under control unless we run out of you know food and land or anything like that china is a huge nation vastly <clears throat> unpopulated just like the united states north america is vastly unpopulated but for them it was you know when you got a population of one billion now over one billion you know it doesn't take but a small percentage of the population to pose opposition to the government and so you know, back behind that was the one child. You know, if we, one child per couple, then instead of, you know, then eventually population would go down because two were going to replace with one. And um, that was the whole idea behind that. And anyway, yeah. Yeah. Come, it's, it's all about total control. Well, and, you know, let me clarify my 
my comment about Voice of the Martyrs. Look, they're the world's largest ministry, the persecuted church. And um, I was not formally employed by them. I was actually a contract blogger with them. I had a contract separate from them. I didn't actually work for VOM. I was a contract blogger. I worked for myself. I will tell you something. Here's what I will tell you. When Tom White, the head dude at the Voice of the Martyrs, killed himself on the campus of the Voice of the Martyrs, actually there in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, Tom White, the head guy, when he killed himself on the premises of Voice of the Martyrs, Janet Parshall at Moody Radio and Salem Radio Network, I'm not sure, I'm trying, I think it was Moody Radio, she was out at the time, Janet Parshall covered it up, Todd Nettleton, the head of their media person, they covered it up, they ordered me not to discuss it on the blog when it happened, there was a huge investigation that, under, that underwent, and Tom White was under investigation for child molestation, okay? A lot of people believe he killed himself because he was completely guilty of child molestation. They covered it up. They were dishonest, in my opinion. And it was shortly after that, by the way, I was terminated for no reason of my own, except for the fact that I believe they lost donations. Problem is, is Voice of the Martyrs is one of the largest employers in the Bartlesville, Oklahoma area. And when the chief of police and other police officers are on the board of EOM and various things that took place happened and things didn't come out in an investigation because Tom killed himself, that's why I would never give money to them, just so you know. I don't have an axe to grind, but what I am saying is I thought it was dirty, I thought it was dishonest, and I thought people that give to Voice of the Martyrs should know what happened. But they just swept it under the rug, people. And Tom White, who was made out to be this hero, you know, because he went to prison in a communist, and I believe it was in Cuba, for his Christian faith. Uh, there were no consequences whatsoever to the fact that he killed himself. God only knows what's going on with the girl that he potentially allegedly molested, right? We don't know, because he killed himself. Coward. So... Just saying, and there's so much crap like that, you guys, that happened in the Christian church, and I could do a whole, and I am going to be covering this in a second, and you know, it, but the thing is, is the the mainstream Christian media, they're not going to cover it because they are bought and paid for, okay? A lot of your top Christian publishers are owned by secular people. That's why so much of the crap that's put out by Christian publishers is not Christian at all, right? I'm sorry. I am irritated. And I'm irritated because sometimes I feel like I'm I'm shouting from the rooftop. Do you people pay attention? I mean, you don't know. How would you know if Christianity Today or, or whoever isn't covering it? Google Tom White death or Tom White voice of the martyrs and see how many stories come up on that. Okay? I'm just telling you my experience having, having worked as the blogger in that situation. Right? And, um, of course, they wouldn't want that news to go on the front page of the Drudge Report, not that he would ever cover it. Here's another story, though, um, that you should know about. How many of you have heard about Gospel for Asia? Gospel for Asia is very popular. Um, they also position themselves as a um, ministry to the persecuted church, um, and they take care of the poor. K.P. Uh, Yohanan is the head dude there. Well, a couple of years ago, there was a big investigation into Gospel for Asia because Gospel for Asia apparently was getting tons and 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 tons of money, but it wasn't going to feed the poor and to help the persecuted. 
right? So there was a class action settlement that was recently doled out for Gospel of Asia in the mere, mere millions, $37 million was was just a settlement, okay? 37 million bucks, okay? Now, this angers me for uh, many reasons, okay? I, I will tell you so many. I'll tell you one reason this angers me to the hilt. Because Randall and I work our butts off doing this show with very little financial support. And, and don't get me wrong, I am so thankful for those of you who do give us money every month. This type of stuff is why I get irritated. Because so many people give to these wolves in sheep's clothing. And they will... <laughs> They, they give and they give and they give and then this stuff happens. Let's look at this article. Julie Royce, who I love, she's awesome. She wrote this, soft media coverage of Gospel for Asia's $37 million settlement shows need for hard-hitting blogs, to which I, I agree. We live in a world of spin, but nowhere could this spin be more pronounced than a news report released yesterday about Gospel for Asia's massive settlement with donors who alleged that the ministry conned them and stole their money. According to CBN News Report, which quoted Dr. Spin Dr. Johnny Moore at length, the settlement is reason to rejoice for a ministry that finally can put ugly allegations of wrongdoing behind it. I'm just going to say, you know, she says, quoted Spin Dr. Johnny Moore. <sighs> There's another thing going on with Johnny Moore, uh, who is the BFF of um, James McDonald, who is a... <sighs> Uh, who is who just who yeah he recently resigned he's a classic narcissist johnny moore i've actually had interaction with personally he's a jackass sorry to say that but he is and um he's arrogant as i'll get out he heads up a publicity firm a christian publicity firm and and i mean they actually played and you can go watch this i don't want to make my whole show about this but they actually played um, Man Cow and Julie Roy's did a podcast. It's it's online. I'll link to it later. But they actually played um, where um, James McDonald made fun of Nancy Lee DeMoss Wolgermuth, I think is how you say her new married name, because she was a virgin when she got married. Okay, now I, I'm just going to say something. Nancy Lee DeMoss is awesome. Okay. Revive our hearts. You know, she has one of the best powerful testimonies. This is a woman who actually, you know, yes, that one, Rachel, who actually waited until she got married to have sex. Okay. And she was in her fifties, I think when she got married, she never actually thought she was going to get married. Her website, revive our hearts and her ministry has touched, uh, women all over the world. True women is, you know, the conferences that she had Kay Arthur, who I love, um, and who's never had any problems in the media. I might add, um, Kay Arthur, you know, brought her to, to prominence just like she did with Beth Moore and Janet Parcel. They all sh shared a stage with each other. And Nancy Lee DeMoss has done nothing whatsoever to deserve such vitriolic disgust from James McDonald and Johnny Moore, okay, and others. Um, it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that's just a nice, polite word I can say. <laughs> When you have so-called godly men, Christian leaders, mocking a real godly woman for actually doing the right thing, 
that is just disgusting. And when you have these same people who are making nasty jokes about putting pornography on other Christian leaders' you know, computers, there's something wrong with these people. Not only are they narcissistic uh, idiots, but that they they should have their, their rear ends kicked, really. I mean, somebody should just, you know, make them men instead of the, the weasels that they are. Because they all give us a bad name. And that, ooh, that just, <laughs> that just fries me. Anyway, back to this article, though. Uh, it, it says here, uh, Johnny Moore at length, the settlement is reason to rejoice for our ministry that has that finally can put ugly allegations of wrongdoing behind it. The lead reads, one of the world's largest international ministries is thanking God as a more than three-year legal battle against allegations of financial fraud is finally coming to an end. And then um, uh, Julie goes on to say, the report mentions that Gospel for Asia, quote, found itself embroiled in a class action lawsuit accusing the nonprofit of betraying its mission to help the poor and needy, unquote. And it included one sentence quoting the plaintiffs, Dr. Garland Murphy III and his wife Phyllis, who accused GFA founder K.P. Yohanan of using GFA as a, quote, front, unquote, to build a reprehensible multi-million dollar personal empire Only 13% of GFA donations ever made it to the mission field. However, nowhere in the entire article does it mention the massive amount of the settlement, $37 million. This is a staggering payout and speaks to the, the legitimacy of the plaintiff's case. Fortunately, this fact was reported in a blog post by Warren Throckmorton, who I'm not a big fan of also for a different reason, but for this, for the sake of this, Warren did his job. He wrote, quote, in court documents filed today, Gospel for Asia settled with plaintiffs Garland and Phyllis Murphy by agreeing to set aside $37 million in a settlement fund to provide relief for donors as well as cover court costs and attorney's fees, unquote. Throckmorton's account also mentioned the GFA agreed to have the plaintiff, Dr. Murphy, join the GFA board. <laughs> like, why would he want to? I'm just saying. Uh, in addition, the settlement stipulates that the wife of Yohanan must step off the board and that no other relative of Yohanan will be, be allowed to serve um, on the GFA board. Um, Throckmorton's report also notes that GFA agreed to create a board subcommittee that would provide oversight for the organization's compliance with the settlement, and this subcommittee will not include KP Yohanan. The guy should have his, I mean, KP should have his butt removed, period. I mean, I don't even know why they're allowed to let this guy stay. I, I mean, seriously, they should be shutting down this thing. <laughs> Julie goes on to say, Stunningly, none of these important facts were included in CBN's report. Instead of the 578 words in the article, uh, 425 of them are either quotes or paraphrases of GFA's hired PR man, Johnny Moore, or Yohanan, or verbatim parts of the settlement where GFA alleges its innocence. Sickingly, sickeningly, I'm kind of sick myself, got my... Anyway, the article gives Yochanan a platform to make his cause seem somehow noble and spiritual. It says, quote, We are so incredibly thankful for the prayers and the ongoing support of our many faithful friends and partners. We look today toward the future with optimism in our hearts, quote, being confident of this one thing, that he who began a good work in us will continue to perfect it. I am most proud of the fact that we managed to continue to serve those in need, even as we fought every day to survive ourselves. Oh my gosh. 
I can't breathe through my nose, so I'm going to breathe through my mouth. <laughs> uh, 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 I do not want to be these people on Judgment Day. I'm just saying. Julie also says, then she writes, the article also gives more a platform to spin and mislead, asserting that the settlement could not be taken as an admission of guilt, contending that the allegations of racketeering, fraud, and financial mismanagement are bogus. And she writes, this is absolutely laughable. Who pays $37 million to settle bogus allegations? And if the allegations are so baseless, how does GFA explain that only 13% of donations actually made it to the field? Watchdog Group suggests that at least 65% of a charity's expenses should go towards their mission, right? Indeed. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to read the rest of the article, but you got the point. You know, the point is, <laughs> I don't know, Randall, you want to, what's your thoughts as I wipe my runny nose? Because I am going to share my, some good news in a minute here, too. My <sighs> thoughts are, I'm, it's just outrageous. To, folks would use as a front to take <sighs> the good name of Messiah, of Christ, and Christian service, and oh, we're so grateful for thankful prayers, and and we thank God today that these things are behind us. Yes, it took us thirty-seven million dollars of your money, donors, oh, to to satisfy this. Just the thought of what thirty-seven million dollars could do to Christians for Christians in Asia, and if if they have thirty-seven million dollars to set aside. <laughs> I'm what's what's what, what, <laughs> I know, what, right? What's what's their annual intake on donations, and that it only what was it thirteen percent goes? Yeah, to the 13 percent. Yeah, I, yeah. If any nonprofit organization, this is our mission. Whether it's to feed the homeless, whether it's to beautify downtown, or whatever it is. Yes, I agree. Watchdog suggests that at least 65% of a charity's expense should go toward their mission, whatever it is. I mean, that's the whole purpose that it's formed. 65%. I'm on the board of a nonprofit. 100% of it goes to our mission. Uh, the board members don't take a, you know, everybody's volunteer. Everybody that does anything for the organization, unless we hire people to print things for events or whatever. 100% goes to the mission. Um, yeah, so 13% and the, oh, the bogus, yeah, I'm just, you know, earlier when you were talking about VOM and... And you were there. I mean, you walked with me through that whole I, thing. I walked through it and somebody's got a, a, a page on billingbibles.com, about Voice of the Martyrs, and they talk about the whole thing uh, that... You know, they started off with this modest headquarters, you know, a, a steel building, and then they used $28 million to build this fancy office and stuff. Twenty. I mean, you can do some renovation to a building and and stuff like that for a lot less than that and and, and have enough to do the work. It doesn't have to be this attractive, beautiful, brand new building. Twenty-eight million dollars, and then, and then after the Tom White debacle, his suicide, with the pending arrest, um, you know, it talks about how um, 
uh, you know, the Wormbrands, the, the children. Um, yeah. Well, the, the, the son of Richard Wormbrand hates Voice of the Martyrs. Yeah. Because and, they, I actually talked to him. I have a recorded audio yeah. conversation with him where he is basically, you know, anti anything that they do in his father's name because they feel like they're, they have basically used his name to get, to make money. Yeah. That's the son. That's yeah. the son of Richard Wormbrand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Wormbrand, the only child of Richard and Sabine Wormbrand, and who have been, have been serving voice martyrs from California, called for an independent investigation to assure that Tom White hadn't abused any other children right. during his frequent trips to voice martyrs facilities, including orphanages abroad. Yep. I mean, hey, and I raised this that. Out, I raised that at the time. Yeah, and he wanted. To, <laughs> hey, that's that's reasonable. Hey, let's do an investigation. You know, we, this is this is the name. You know, this is my father's namesake i mean his name isn't on the title of the ministry but he started it and you know if someone among our ranks was doing that we need to find that out so we can we can yep we can deal with that put an end to it what was the response of course they fired michael Wormbrand for that then why would they i mean why why not and, and it offered him money which i'm sure he didn't take he did not take Instead, he nope. published an open letter that says, "Hey, the dis says he posts an open letter that repeals his call for an independent investigation, asks donors to stop supporting." Yeah. Well, what I can tell you is that VOM bullies other little ministries. That's one thing I learned when I was writing the blog because they gave me very little direction about it. I'm, but don't get me wrong. I'm glad I got the the fourteen hundred dollars a month I was making at the time. But what I what I am saying is that. When they did that, when Tom White killed himself, and then shortly after that, Randall and I actually, we went to a Voice of the Martyrs persecution conference uh, on our own dime mm -hmm. to cover it for the blog. I paid, we paid the, our way. Mm -hmm. They get, they, they let us in for free. That was generous. But we actually paid our own way. I sat there, this was years ago, with a, a video camera of my own. I shot video of, of Tom. Ooh. Yeah. I met... Was it Gracia Burnham? Was she there at the time? It was right after she was released. I think so. Um, but anyway, I took my own video. I posted it on my YouTube channel, and they ordered me to remove it. And I said, no, I am not removing the video of Tom White. They actually asked me to, and I'm like, no, I ain't doing it. It's mine. It's my property. You don't own it. They didn't pay any right. of my trip. Your our expenses. And I'm like, nope. Airfare, rental car, hotel, all of it out of our <laughs> pocket. Nope. <laughs> uh, for you know for your blog yeah um john who says get well soon take some or oregano tablets and elderberry juice to help you with your sinuses john if you're still watching i actually am taking this eye supplement uh wanda suggested i actually take this supplement to help with my eyes and what i can tell you is that that has elderberry in it so um i am taking that i might just go yeah take... thumbs up in the oregano i <coughs> often when i'm congested is oregano uh stacy lynn knows i Ooh, maybe i should put that i have oregano um, i put oregano oil and oil. tea tree oil in hot water and breathe that in but maybe i should put oregano oil on my feet that might help because that would i'm going to try that after the show because yeah, this is this is killing me. Well, I do the oregano oil for antibacterial and the tea tree oil for antifungal. And, hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, who else has said something here? Um, hello. Do you still have the video? Yeah, I do, Melanie. I have it 
Problem is people don't investigate charities before giving. That's true. Kelly deplorable here. Good. Welcome to the show. If they are a 501c3 charity, they should be audited. That's why the ECFA, the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability exists. And if you go to their, their website, they should be on there. But the problem is some of these people are in cahoots. Bob says hi to Randall. Bob has a crush on Randall. That's why. Um, <clears throat> let's see. They have $37 million for a settlement. Imagine how much in donations were given to them. I know. That's what irritates me. Bareface and me may get $300 a month in donations. Okay. $300. 300. Okay. You want to add to that? So it's 350 or 400. Feel free. Oh, by the way, I should and, tell you, you could donate to us. <laughs> and, and the, the whole, the whole thing, um, uh, yeah, the, the quote, there's a quote from Yochanan. This is, uh, I'm most proud of the fact that we managed to continue to serve those in need as we fought every day to survive ourselves. Right, Johnny Moore spin. Yeah, it was every day to survive. Like, what, what, is, what does he make? What's his salary? Six, seven figures that he fights every day to survive himself? Yeah, they've got $37 million to set aside for a settlement and only 13% of donations make it to the field, how many tens of millions go for, quote, overhead? Yeah, if they're a 501c3, we know that because that has to be reported. They filed tax returns, not, well, not tax returns per se, because they don't uh, pay taxes, but, you know, in order to stay a 501c3, you have to report to the IRS and all that income, expenses, all that. And prove that you're not making a profit. So those those funds have to go somewhere. Um, I mean, they can be held in reserve for future projects. But I, we fought every day to survive ourselves. I I don't know. Maybe he makes some ear pittance. Maybe he's a volunteer at the ministry. <laughs> some of us, like me and Bareface, actually fight to survive. Uh, We're working three and four other jobs in order to pay our bills. Angel <laughs> Food Ministries was shut down in 2013 because of money mismanagement, Natasha is saying. By uh, the way, hi, Jen, if you're still watching, and whoever else is on Facebook. If you're on YouTube, hi. I don't know who you are, but thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. But I would have loved to see the $37 million go to believers in Asia. In yeah. Asia, yeah. Rather than, rather than a settlement to pay attorney's fees and stuff like that. Yeah. I really, I really, <laughs> yeah. Well, Ariel Ministries, let me tell you a little, a little bit about Ariel because they are our sponsor. And I can tell you, having been friends with the owners of this, the developers, whatever, <clears throat> the, the founders, there we go, that, you know what, they don't even send out solicitation letters for stuff. Very rarely will you get a letter or email from Ariel Ministries asking you to donate. They actually hold to the thing, you know, if you have a need, pray and ask God, he'll provide. And they have been around for what, like 40 years or something. Uh, they graciously support this show. They donate, you know, I mean, they sponsor our show. Um, and we're very grateful for that. So let me just say, if you have not gotten that book, Yeshua, is, it, is that the thing over there on the thing? I guess so. Well, it's in the banner. It okay, on the banner. Okay. Well, anyway, if you can save 20% when you use the coupon code Bible News um, and uh, go to Ariel.org, please do that. 
support a good ministry that one's not, you know, that's not ripping people off. And their whole goal is to disciple people, right, with the gospel. And I'm going to get to a point about hell in a second after I'm done with this. <laughs> but, you know, they have great material there, you guys. Um, and look at my nose, man. I'm <laughs> but don't forget, the Yeshua book, uh, you can order that through our website, BibleNewsRadio.com. Go to our resources page. I know Melanie's got the book. I don't know how many of others of you guys do. But if you go there, you order it through the page there, The Life of the Messiah. There's the abridged version. There's also, you can get the four volumes, you know, however spiritual you want to be, how much study you want to do. <laughs> You should be super spiritual people. Um, just get it, you know, and support the ministry. Support us, support the ministry, um, and grow in your walk with the Lord, okay? <laughs> That's what it's about. And yes, I know that we cover these issues, but, you know, I have to tell you, uh, yesterday, and then I got a good story. I'm good news story. I got two things left. I'm going to try to cover this in 10 minutes. Um, so yesterday, you guys know I brought up the topic of hell and asked the question on my Facebook page my personal Facebook page. Do you believe as a Christian that people who aren't Christians will go to hell? And I got some interesting answers. And this morning I read an answer and I kind of ended about it this morning on my get slug thing, but I'm going to share just my thoughts again on this. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to read Mark's answer. <laughs> so the question was, as a Christian, do you believe if someone dies without Christ, they are going to hell? Okay. Hell, hell is a hot topic. <laughs> Pun intended, people. That was supposed to be funny. Um, but it's only a hot topic because people don't like the topic of hell. They don't like it because it's uncomfortable. Well, you know, because if I don't actually adhere to what the Bible says, guess what? I'm going there, right? That's what I believe anyway. And that's, I'm a meanie because of it. I'm a legalist or a traditionalist or, or a fundamentalist. I'm a fundy. How dare I? So Mark said, this is what he says. He says, yes, he does believe that people are going to go to hell. Although, as Bill Crowell, and I don't know, Bill, if you're still here, mentions above, I keep hoping God has additional plans in mind that the Bible doesn't reveal to us. I.e., I've had a lot of Jewish friends over my lifetime, and I fear them. I fear for them. I even know one fellow who grew up in a Southern Baptist church and converted to Judaism. He had a lot of questions and apparently he was more satisfied with the answers he got from his Jewish friends than he got from his Baptist. Well, what's that have to do with God? First of all, it has nothing to do with God. That has a lot to do with people. But anyway, Mark goes on to say, I hope God will save the Jews regardless of what the New Testament says and the fact that St. Paul wept for the Jews in their impending doom. Don't remember where that is. First of all, God has saved the Jews. The whole point of the whole Bible is to save the Jews, people. If you got the life of this Messiah from Messianic Jews perspective book, you would learn that, okay? Even unbelieving Jews? Yes. God wants to save all Jews, okay? Well, he wants to save everyone. He wants God to save is not everybody. wishing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Exactly. So that's, okay. But here's here's the other point that I want to... That I want to make, okay? And I made it this morning, and I'm going to try not to be so, like, verbose today. But Bill and Mark and other people, look, I understand your empathetic wanting there to believe that there's an alternate view out there in the world, that there's an alternate 
like maybe just maybe if we missed it the first time god's gonna give us a second chance type thing right i get that i get the feeling but like i shared this morning what that does just the idea of that at least to me and it's just my opinion it's all it is you can take it for what it's worth to me that nullifies the cross right because if the cross wasn't enough if in john 3:16 when we read for god so loved the world the cosmos that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If just that verse doesn't cover it for you, then I worry (laughs) about your understanding of the cross. Because by offering up another alternative, oh, there's just another alternative. Ah, We can just reject that propitiation for our sins on the cross on the cross we may as well forget that the son of god the perfect lamb of the world was slain from the foundation of the world let's just forget about all that let's just forget about all of it and go there was a second option for those people who rejected that great offer sacrifice i am offended personally by that idea that anyone with a biblical understanding would devalue the cross to think that God has to come up with another option to capitulate to a human being who doesn't take the time to understand or receive the gift that was given because of the cross. Okay? Bareface, you have thoughts? Because that's my thought in a very concise format. Because <laughs> I can vent a lot about this, as you know. Yeah, well said. Um <sighs> Yeah, I remember uh, talking with someone else uh, convinced of Reformed theology, uh, saying, "Well, the thing that uh, you uh, you you know dispensational types or non-Reformed types have wrong is that you believe there's a different plan of salvation for the Jews." And I'm like, "What? There's not? It's like, well, where did you hear that? Yeah, you know, there's one Messiah." There's one faith, there's one hope, one baptism, one God, Father of all. There's one There's one plan, salvation. Uh, Jesus, Yeshua, put it pretty plainly. You know, no one comes to the Father but by me. There is, you know, just as there was a, a plan for the oracles of God, the word of God to come through his chosen people, Israel, and the Messiah to come, the chosen people, there is a plan for uh, the nation once again to be uh, a witness to the world. You know, I, by the nation, I don't mean the government, uh, Netanyahu and the Knesset and all that. I mean the the the, the people group. Um, you know, there are the hundred forty four thousand evangelists that we read about in, in Revelation. You know the kingdom is mm-hmm. going to be restored in Jerusalem. There's, there's a, it's not a plan of salvation. It's a plan of a plan to include those people in in the works of God. Just like she was choosing the choosing <laughs> the Jewish people through which to bring physically the Messiah into the world. It's not a, it's not a plan of an independent plan of salvation. It's just people that he uses right and as i've been said the jew jews aren't aren't 
aren't chosen because they're special. They're special because they're chosen. And not special for a different plan of salvation. And that would be me. I'm Jewish. But, but... Um, Oy vey. Chosen as, again, the works of God, the oracles of God. I'm Paul, this much Jewish people. You know, <laughs> Romans chapter 3, Paul asks, what, what advantage is there in being a Jew? And he says, much in every way... Especially in that to them were committed the oracles of God. We wouldn't have the scriptures, uh, Old Testament or New Testament, if it wasn't for Jewish people. But that that's not a like a get out of jail free card or a or a pass that. Okay, um, well, we got a question here. Yeah. Okay, I wanna I wanna ask the question, J. Jew Guad. I don't know how to say your name. J. Are you still there? Put a yes if you're still in the room. Uh, he wrote. No offense, I'm assuming it's a guy, okay. No offense, Matt, mind if I ask if you believe everything in the Bible. I'm conflicted. I believe and have faith, but don't believe everything such as the Immaculate Conception. Well, Immaculate Conception, that's a, that's a, that's a doctrine of the uh, that's Roman a, Catholic, that's a Catholic Church yeah. that says that Mary was born sinless. Right. Which and that's, she, that's tradition. That's not in there at all. Which isn't true. In fact, if you look at Luke chapter 2, where she gives her what's it called magnificat where yeah. she sings her praise she actually refers to jesus as her savior right so if mary was sinless she wouldn't need a savior so right. that's easily refuted yeah. by the if, bible if, right there if by misapplication of terms when you say immaculate conception you mean virgin conception that mary the 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 messiah was conceived in her womb as she was a virgin that you know uh, conceived with the holy spirit as the scripture records, then, then it had to be that way. I would, uh, I would strongly recommend a, a book um, by Doug Hamp. What's it called? Is it marring Cor- the corrupt, Im- corrupting the image? Corrupting the image. Yeah, yeah. He explains. It's it. a great book. It's a great book, but it's w- without a virgin birth, we wouldn't have. The Savior that we have, it, it nullifies many things. I'm not going to go into it right now because it's a lengthy discussion. But it's the, the, the virgin birth, the virgin conception, virgin birth, to me, um, solidifies, you know, cements uh, my faith in the Bible because of all the human history uh, before and what goes on in the Old Testament and prophecies and yeah okay and jay also says with so many things to interpret how can i expect to believe everything well here's here's my answer to that and then i gotta get to the story because we're almost out of time um the the book recommendation is really good it's a great book you should check it out um uh well here's the thing you know believe on the lord jesus christ and you will be saved you know what? You might not understand everything in scripture. I've been a believer for 36 years, like about, give or take. I don't understand everything in scripture. I'm not that smart, but that's where prayer comes in. That's where faith comes in. That's the job of the Holy Spirit that resides within you is he's your counselor. He's your comforter. He gives you conviction and he helps you, you know, that's why the body of believers is important because God gives each of us a gift. Some have teaching, some have mercy, you know, that type of thing. So I wouldn't stress out about that. I would focus on Christ, believe on him and, you know, and all that and, and deal, deal, deal with that. 
All right. As Sorry. A, real quick, as Mark Twain is famous for saying that it's not the parts of the Bible I don't understand that give me trouble, basically. It's the it's parts, parts that, that I do, do understand. <laughs> That's right, people. All right. So, uh, so I want to share with you, Jack Phillips, he's the guy that um, has been sued twice by the LGBT lobby because he dared to say marriage is a man and a woman and didn't want to make a wedding cake for a homosexual lesbian couple, couples. Um, it broke yesterday that he has now been vindicated as, quote, overwhelmingly evidence exposes state hostility against Christian Baker. This is according to CBN News. Um, the Alliance Defending Freedom is reporting that the transgender cake case against Christian Baker Jack Phillips is being dropped. Praise God. ADF says it was nothing more than anti-religious, quote, harassment, unquote, that came even though Phillips had just won his previous case at the U.S. Supreme Court. Members of the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, who had come after Phillips, uh, have now been exposed by what ADF calls overwhelming evidence of clear hostility towards religious freedom. Phillips' masterpiece, Cake Shop, was under fire again because he said his Christian beliefs prevented him from creating a cake that celebrated a transgender transition. An attorney had targeted Phillips with the transgender cake. That same attorney later asked Phillips to also design a cake with satanic themes and images. You know, you gotta love Jack. I mean, Jack Phillips is a threat to the devil. Just saying. Anyway, the U.S. Supreme Court had already ruled in the previous case that was brought against Phillips by CCRC that governments and state officials cannot show religious hostility in their decisions. Now there's new evidence that what CCRC was doing with their second legal attack against him. To which I would say, duh. Hello. It's so obvious. The state of Colorado is dismissing its case against Jack, stopping at six and a half years of hostility towards him for his beliefs, said ADF Senior Vice President of U.S. Legal Division, Kristen Wagner, who had argued on behalf of Phillips at the U.S. Supreme Court. Actually, I think I talked to her, too. Jack's victory is great news for everyone. Tolerance and respect for good faith differences of opinion are essential in a diverse society like ours, but the state's demonstrated an ongoing hostility toward Jack because of his beliefs is undeniable. One commissioner had already been exposed for calling Phillips a hater on Twitter, and a former commissioner, Commissioner Diane Rice, had called religious freedom, quote, a despicable piece of rhetoric, unquote, prompting the U.S. Supreme Court to rule against the Colorado Commission for its anti-religious bigotry. Now, ADF attorneys have uncovered statements from a 2018 public meeting which two commissioners voiced support for those comments. For example, Commissioner Carol Fabrizio said, I also very much stand behind Commissioner Rice's statements. I was actually proud of what she said, and I agree with her. I'm almost glad that something the commissioner said ended up public and used because I think it, ha it was the right thing. Uh, anyway, the video's there. Uh, then it says here, with all the anti-religious sentiment exposed, the Colorado Attorney General is dropping the case against Jack. Anyway, there's just a little bit left there, but that's good news for Jack Phillips. I mean, here's a guy who for six and a half years, because he dared to stand for traditional marriage, has been targeted by the LGBT lobby, you know, lost business, had to deal with legal headaches. All that stuff. Um, so he was vindicated, thank God. So that's good news. And the reason why this is important is because these cases, what happens is the precedent of these cases 
if the LGBT guy lobby can can target somebody and they get on the books that well they get they get this notch here in their belt so to speak, the next person they target, if they don't take it to court, well then they go if they do take it, they'll go back and go, ah, the precedent was taken here, so we could take this and argue against the believer that way. <sighs> yeah, as any as any uh, Orthodox Jews knows, <laughs> the the interpretation of the law becomes more important than the law itself. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's it, people. My nose hurts. My head hurts. I need to go. <laughs> so, hey, thanks for tuning in. Uh, tomorrow, I think I have another show planned. So I hope you guys come back. Don't forget, join my text message list by texting Bible News to 33222. You can do that. If you don't mind, pray for me so I get better. And... um and uh, have a good day. Remember, be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you. He, he does. He really does. <laughs>